I wanted to say, like, I just realized it's today would mark three weeks since we last recorded and I feel a little out of practice. I feel like I'm actually in a a Zoom meeting at work for a second. I was like, (laughs) oh, I can just look at my phone and talk about whatever. Yeah. And then I realized that's what I do on the podcast anyway. So I'm actually I'm actually stoked to be recording again. It was it was a a much needed little break from recording, but I'm 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 excited to be back. I'm excited to record tonight. I'm excited to talk about USA 2. I'm excited for that shit to premiere. Honestly, like, I think it's going to be a really good season. And I know that I know that there's a lot of bias and stuff, but like I've talked to some people that are on the season and even they've said, like, it's a really good season. And again, I know like the people that are on it are going to be biased, but apparently there is some shit that happens um, and it's it's pretty good season. So I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I am as well. I like the fact it's the same thing we said about USA one and, and we had some back and forth and changed our mind as the season progressed. When Mm -hmm. we talked to Alex, as far as should there have been vets in the first USA. And we kind of agreed that it shouldn't have been played that way. It gave us kind of like an introduction into CBS players and how they would naturally play the challenge. Right. And now we get to go around with the vets in the game, which was something that in the beginning I did want to see on the first USA. Right. I didn't, but I am. Well, no, absolutely. And I agreed with you on that at the end of the season that it made yeah. it more interesting to see how those three shows played or four shows played against each other. Right. With that being said, though, I saw how that show went. Now I want to see how it goes when you throw in USA or USA veteran MTV challenge players. Yeah. And you mix them on different teams with players from those other shows. So it's going to be interesting. I think it looks like a cutthroat type season. I don't know for a fact, but that's what it looks like. It's going to be three different teams, red, green, green, gray. I don't know what color that fucking one Amanda and Wes are wearing. And then blue. Why couldn't they just give them white shirts? I don't understand that. Yeah, it's really fucking weird. It doesn't make sense to me at all. Anyways, I want to see how this plays out with the MTV vets is basically what I was trying to get to is the fact that I want to see how some relationships evolve because obviously we're going to get into it, but some of the survivor and big brother players have either already played in a flagship season with these players, these vets that are coming in or have been in USA, like a Tiffany Mitchell, you know what I mean? So it's going to be an interesting dynamic. I'm excited to see how it's all going to play out. My biggest, like I'm looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I'm looking forward to the different players that they have and how they're going to interact. My biggest concern is the usual, this is how the game is played. We can't play it any other way. This is the way it's played. This is the only way it's played. Why are you playing it that other way? It's going to happen, Tony. Yeah. I mean, you're setting yourself up for failure. (laughs) I mean, if that's like, it's going to happen because we have vets in the game, but the dynamic that's going to make it interesting is the same dynamic that made it interesting in world World. championship is that you're going to get those survivor players that are going to band together or big brother players. And we're going to get a real powered battle instead Mm -hmm. of 
what I don't like, which is in the flagship where one alliance just goes through the whole season and it's done. And I don't like that on any of the shows, to be honest. I don't like it when it happens on Big Brother. I don't like it when it happens on fucking Survivor. And yeah. even though I've never really seen it happen on Survivor. I've seen it a couple times. You've watched a lot more seasons than I have. I'm pulling from five. Yeah. So <laughs> a little bit short there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, it's going to happen. They're going to say that. Well, one in particular. You know it's going to happen. It's yeah, one of the exactly. five phrases. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. If if we did a drinking game for that, we would all be have Toasted. alcohol poisoning in the first 25 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. I don't drink. Well, if we gave you cranberry juice, you'd have to go pee like you were. A lot. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that. <laughs> oh, Did we forget our tool, our supply? Oh, I'll go grab it. Oh, okay. Whatever. Anyways, switching the pace. How was that movie, Tony? Don't tell me too much because I want to go see it. But oh, I'm not, I'm not okay. telling you anything other than the fact that it was fantastic. For me, it is probably the best use of of 3d that i've seen okay normally when it's 3d you don't really need it to be 3d this absolutely was like being in a comic is the animation style more into the spider verse or like the, the tmnt where it's like they try to go for realism so it's i would say it's more into the spider verse in the sense that it's as much a piece of art as spider verse was okay it's done completely different than I've ever really seen done before in anything. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Okay. It's yeah. It was incredible. It's also very clear that everyone behind it grew up with Ninja Turtles and loved Ninja yeah. Turtles. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg wrote the screenplay. The Ninja Turtles are actually voiced by teenagers for the first time. That's fucking rad, which dude. is fantastic. And That's it's clear that they're cool. teenagers and they really build off that. And they basically played off the energy that they had in the recording studio yeah. and just went with it. And it's fantastic. Okay. With them being teenagers, do mm -hmm. I need to have urban dictionary ready for no, certain dialogue? Okay. Like I'm picking up a little bit from our 12 year old. Like he says no cap a lot. So I mean, that means that's like you're lying. Yeah. So I've gotten that. Bussin is good. Mid is it's okay. I don't know what what the slang is for bad. So, but we're getting <laughs> there, dude. I, I I and I instantly know how my mom felt all those years with me. Mom, that's fat. What that's the fuck so did sick. you say? So sick. God, I was an idiot. <laughs> Anyways, um, we're no, all idiots. I really do want to see that movie. Um, I grew up a huge fucking Ninja Turtle fan yeah. when I was a little boy. Like the way. Luca's monster trucks is how I was with Ninja Turtles, and I would yeah. I had the little pizza shooter. Did you guys oh, ever yeah. see that? <laughs> yeah, fuck, yes. dude, I was, were awesome. Dude, I was fucking people up with that thing. <laughs> I had the the drill. Ooh. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. I can't remember his name, and I know we've talked about this before, but he was the original villain. It was the guy, the brain in the giant Crane. suit. Crane. Yes, there we go. Wow. Okay, and that's where uh, Bebop and Rocksteady came from originally. Mm. And then they got into the Shredder and Foot Clan, and yeah. I don't know how that came about, but they just so that's they, what it was. They did pivot a little bit with the origin, but it still makes complete sense. But the the voice cast outside of like the the kids who play 
the Ninja Turtles was incredible. It was, it was very clearly, hey, do you want to be in a Ninja Turtles movie? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and the fact, all right, so the fact that Seth Rogen was the creative hand behind all of it makes me enjoy it even, want to see it even more because you know there's a passion behind it. He wouldn't do it oh, unless totally. he really loved it. And similar to Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool. So that, that yeah. makes it interesting. Anyways, I feel like you've just been sitting here and like nodding and laughing. Josh, how the fuck are you, bro? What's up, man? Yeah, I'm all right. You all right? He had a rough day. Harper left me behind. Oh, no. Well, I saw you guys. <laughs> she ditched like, him for her friend. <laughs> yeah, dude, we get it. We're at that stage, too. Yeah, but it, I did. it's kind of hard to fight for her attention. Like, we went back. The mistake was having to go back to the house to get something. Oh, and she saw her friends yeah. outside. Oh, and that's tough. Yeah. Dude. I saw you guys were like hit every like park. Yeah. In, in the other like day. A, a 30 square mile radius or That's some awesome. shit. <laughs> yeah, we hit like three parks that were actually within like a 20 block radius. Oh, that's awesome, bro. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and then uh, we found out one of them gives lunch Monday through Friday from like 12 to 1. And that's where we went today. Oh, oh nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so I got to spend like three hours with her today still, but it was supposed to be the night. Dude, I, Karina had to go to our good friend. Uh, I don't need to say their name anyways, but yeah. our son, Caleb and Tatum go over there all the fucking time, all the time, all the time. Like one week, it was like four days in a row. They were over there and came home for three. I was like, what is going yeah. on? <laughs> well, because they have, you know, it's one of my friends from like when I was like 14 and we've, you know, kind of grown up together and now you know, he has kids and he's married and has kids and they're around the same age as my kids. And so now our kids are friends and they just call each other like cousin and whatever. And they just all, like it's been all summer. Either their kids have been here or our kids mm -hmm. have been over there. And then we get these like few days in between of like breaks where everybody's home where they're supposed <laughs> to be. <laughs> and then like she had to go over there. Well, she was going to stop by over there, drop something off today. And uh, I was like thinking in my head, I was like 50, 50 shot. She comes home with a, with the kid or leaves him over <laughs> or there. Leaves, leaves yeah. One there yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, we're going to tomorrow. So in, here in Reno every year, they have one of the largest uh, classic car shows in the world. It's called hot August nights. Mm -hmm. um, and literally like, probably 12 different places just have huge shows where people come in and get judged and they can win prizes and all that. And so yeah, there's the whole town fucking, yeah, the whole town shuts yeah. down, which is crazy. Cause I mean, we're not huge, but it's like a 500,000 person town and like they shut down major streets and everything. Yeah. Um, like businesses don't close. It's not like, you know, football in Texas and shit, but, no. um, <laughs> but <laughs> like it's major streets are all shut down downtown. You, like it's, it's a fucking you mess. You can't get a room anywhere in town. No, unless you want to pay like $500 a night for like, like motel six. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. But so my, uh, my boss is actually in one of the shows and so we're going to take the kids down there tomorrow mm -hmm. and let them walk around, look at uh, 
all the different race cars and all of that. Since we're over there, I was thinking about surprising him and doing the go-karts again. Oh, gotcha. Uh, but we'll see. You saw the pictures of him, dude. He was locked in. <laughs> dude, you need to surprise me with that next time. <laughs> dude, come on. We'll go, we'll go to the other one. There's this place called Need for Speed, and their go-karts go like 35, 40 miles an hour. Yeah, and I it's like... Go fast. Yeah, yeah, they go fast, and you're allowed to bump on that one. Like these, No, no, you can't bump. But you have to, speed? No, you can't bump. You're doing like 35, 40 miles an hour in an indoor course. They make you wear a helmet and like a neck shoulder like oh. roll so you don't get whiplash and stuff. Like I can't even take the kids. You have to have a driver's license to go. Nice. Well, maybe not. I think they have slower ones. No, for I kids. think that yeah, they have a slower track for but kids. You still but you have, have to be you like have 12. to be twelve or thirteen, yeah. something like that. There's yeah, rules and regulations to mm, this shit. Yeah. Anyways. So thank you for everyone who tuned in and have learned about our, <laughs> our weekend plans. Fandom podcast where we talk about everything but the challenge. <laughs> As you can tell, we're out of practice after this break. I know it hasn't been a break for the listeners, but it has been a break for us, which is nice. This is like the longest break I think we've taken in two years. Yeah, we were thinking about that because what right before Ryder dies, there was a four week break or three week break. We took one off that we didn't record, but then the other two weeks we recorded because we did cast and then we did that original Mount Rushmore episode that we never released. Because it was shit. Because it was shit. <laughs> and then before that, it was like another like, I can't think of another time where we were able to take time off like we have these last 10 weeks. Because even before this two weeks that we took off, we took another two or three weeks off at the beginning of it. Yeah. Didn't we? Well, in the beginning, we were, yeah. At the beginning of this, we took like a week off, recorded, took another week off, yeah. and then we started recording all of the, the like the Mount pillars yeah. and the because we did took a week off, did rookies, then or we what did we do? I don't know. I feel Anyways. like we took like we took a couple weeks off before we took a couple weeks off. Now it was needed though. The point is, it was much needed. We are refreshed. We are a little bit off of our game, but we'll 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 slide back into it oh, as by, we go through the episode. By break, and, we're going to uh, be in mid season form. Yeah, and um, we're fucking ready for this season, man. Like I'm 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 ready for some challenge. Ten weeks was a nice little break. But like now I'm like, OK, I'm, I'm starting to like fiend and shit like I need some challenge. So let's go like <laughs> it needs to be next Thursday. Let's go. I need to see somebody fucking just get fucked up in a hall brawl. I need Ooh, it in I my life or a pole <laughs> wrestle. Something, something and then, physical. And then I need to see. I need to see some water face plants like I, I need that. A mini life. final. I, TJ's laugh. Yeah. My life's been lacking. It has. It really has. Also, I want to say really quick because I know there was a lot of like back and forth, especially on the live we did a couple of weeks ago um, throughout our stories and, and the inbox. And it's just kind of been like, a, I don't know. We'll update you when we can. Um, we were finally able to sit down and look at the actual um, like program airing for CBS um, for the next, you know, from for next week through Sunday. And it is, in fact, challenge Thursday and Sunday. So there are two episodes. Um, I, like I said, I know there was a lot of question around one of our listeners had said something that they might have changed it back to only one episode a week. And so we were confused. Everybody was confused. But Rick did look at the CBS uh, TV schedule. I'm looking again right and now. He's double checking it right now again just to make sure. 
but they are showing the challenge usa sunday what time sunday 9 p.m august 13th and that's pacific that will be the second episode obviously the first episode will be premiering at 10 p.m on august 10th so this thursday from when you're listening Mm -hmm. august 10th at 10 p.m the challenge usa 2 premieres yes the second episode will be on sunday august 13th at 9 p.m right after big brother yeah and then they're going to continue this apparently for for the first three weeks and then it's going back to one week one episode one episode a week which will be thursdays so it's going to be a mess guys yeah unfortunately by time we flip an episode and we're covering two so we're gonna have to like really condense this because we don't want to put the recap for the previous two episodes out after the Sunday new episode drop. This is what's going to happen. So we we're, we have to stick to our Friday night recording nights, obviously, um, because, you know, everybody here's got jobs and stuff. So we can't really record like, you know, plus it's Thursday night. So there's no other, you know, anyway, regardless, I'm just irritated about that. But moving on. So August 10th, the the season will premiere. We will be recording our first recap August 11th just for that first episode, just for that premiere episode. Then episode two will air on Sunday the 13th, and then episode three will air on Thursday, whatever that Thursday is right after. Second episode's the 13th, and then the next okay, episode would be, be the, the 17th. 17th. Okay, so, so we would be recording on the 18th. Yes, and we will try to get them out to you guys Sunday mornings before, but the new episodes will be there Sunday nights. So I don't know what to tell you guys. I don't know. Do you guys want to just get started or do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Tell us when All Stars 4 will fucking air so people stop asking us. Nah, nah. I'm, I'm, literally, <laughs> enti- I'm, I'm literally entirely convinced that this is just like a big fucking joke between the whole cast and production. They're all just pulling a big ass prank with us. Like that shit was never even filmed. That shit's not real. I, I fully <laughs> believe that now. It is not even real. I don't believe in it. Yeah. No. I don't believe it till I see it. Pictures or it didn't happen. Okay. Because what the fuck is this? Just say, hey, we're going to release it after USA 2. You don't even just have to tell me a date. Something. Just say something so people stop asking. I think that's the number one question. I see everywhere. Yeah. When's AS4 coming out? Do you guys know when AS4 is coming out? Nope. Hey, GamerVev, do you know when AS4 is coming out? Like, they don't even know. No, nobody fucking knows. Nobody knows. Stop So weird. Google that shit. And if you can't find it, then no one else knows either. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Let me see your Spider-Man thing. Your Spider-Man fucking... My Spider-Punk? Yeah, I wanted to... I was going to ask about that earlier, but I just wanted to see it. I got this guy. That's fucking cool, cool, dude. That's badass. And then I've also got a Scarlet Spider, but I've, I'm super cool, and I attached him to my lamp, so it looks like he's shooting webbing up into the lamp. I saw that, dude. That's, that's fucking dope. Nice. And then I actually, uh, just when I was out getting groceries after I saw the Ninja Turtles movie, I got a tiny uh, Dodge Charger for <laughs> two bucks. It was a Hot Wheels Fast and Furious set, and I was like, well, I guess I'm spending $2 on a toy. It's because your family. Yep. <laughs> like being at Olive Garden. Oh exactly. my god. Fuck. Maybe we should do crazy chicken at some point. Lo Pollo Loco. Something. They're delicious. If you haven't tried them, you should. Anyways, let's get this intro going. Brought to you by El Pollo Loco. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us. This is a Challenge Fandom Podcast, and we got another episode of the Challenge Trash Talk Roundtable. 
Dude, it's been a while, but guys, I am fucking glad to be back. So I wanted to tell you guys tonight, obviously, we're going to be recapping episode or not episode. Fuck, I'm getting into it already. (laughs) We're going to do the whole fucking cast breakdown of the new season, the Challenge USA 2. And uh, I'm excited about this because it's everybody's fucking wheelhouse that's sitting in the building. We've got the Challenge Vets. We got my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes and Josh motherfucking chambers with their expertise. And of course myself, Rick Hayes and Tony stats and info Lance will throw in our two cents on that when we get our chances. But we also have survivor players, which stats and info. That's where he got his name. And then big brother, which is where I got my reality TV star is how I kind of got into it. So we feel like we've got this covered on every possible fucking side. And we're stoked to bring you this cast breakdown. How are you guys feeling about this upcoming season? Are you excited? Uh, What's your expectations? And do you think at the end of this, do you think it's going to be a good season an okay season? Or are we going to be like, no, they should probably scrap this. Uh, I'm excited. It's been too long of a break. Uh, We saw USA, the, the very first one with no challenge vets, like we were talking about earlier to see bananas. To see the cast that we're going to be talking about, I'm excited about. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, people People already know who the cast is <laughs> yeah. by the time they're listening. Yeah. We're just giving you our opinions of it, yeah. obviously. Um, but yeah, no, I'm stoked to see Bananas back. Uh, personally, I think, I think this is going to be a good season. Like I said in the intro to this literally 30 seconds ago, we've got every fucking reality TV show that we all individually have watched. Yeah. Uh, me and Karina have watched multiple different ones. Obviously, Tony has this too. Josh has watched a couple of them. I know he's not a huge Big Brother Survivor fan, but fucking Alex ever gets on the challenge. Josh is going to be an expert <laughs> on that shit. Um, anyways, let's stop bullshitting about it. Let's just go ahead and get into this. Yeah. And uh, the way we're going to break this down is going to be a little bit different. Uh, kind of. Maybe. Maybe it's not. Who fucking cares? Um, we're going to start off with the Amazing Race cast because it's, you know, obviously only two people because they the did them dirty. fucking hates Amazing Race and I don't understand why, but like what? No fucking clue. They literally do them. They've literally done. The, okay. I was about to say they always do them dirty, but it's is like two seasons. So I can't, I can't well, say that would always. be always, but they've done them dirty both freaking times. Now what USA one, they got three players. Yep. And yep. this one, they got two. They fucked them up. Like it's messed up. You couldn't, you couldn't bring in the, the other two or three previous players from yeah. amazing race. So we could get, you know, five. Yeah. Something like that. Well, and I know like I, somebody said something about, you know, oh, well, maybe none of them said yet or whatever. No, no that's bullshit. No. I've talked to bullshit. some of the amazing racers and there were multiple people who had said yes and were expecting to be on the season and then were not ultimately not to mention that they had another amazing racer as an alternate just wasn't on location. So it's just like annoying but anyway whatever well and here i'm gonna say this too since we're already talking about how big they whiffed right here on the casting they fucked up and i mean they grade a fucked up by not bringing jonathan young on this fucking season like how Mm -hmm. the fuck did you guys miss this opportunity what you're gonna bring him on season 40 get the fuck out of here this this or 39 would have been perfect for him yeah, and you spoiler, know? neither. He's not on 39, guys. So, yeah. Splendid. 
But yeah, so we'll uh, we'll start with Amazing Race, um, and then what? And then Survivor, BB, and then we're and gonna, of course, finish it with the vets. Yeah, duh. Got to finish strong. <laughs> Got to get you guys to listen to the whole episode somehow. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, no, and, and honestly, we're joking about all this because Big Brother is going to be last because Big Brother fucking, it's it's not bad. Big Brother sucks. No, it doesn't. You know it doesn't. <laughs> no, I just had to say that for Chris. Shout out to Chris. Hey, but real yeah. quick. What's eight times nine? <laughs> no. So let's go ahead and get into this. Amazing yeah. race. First guy we've got up is Louis Cologne, and uh, he is from the Amazing Race. What season is he from, Tony? Uh, he is from last season, not the one. Last the season. previous the that, season. Yeah. The one that DX and Claire won. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And obviously he didn't win. How'd he do? I, they came third. Oh, wow. And he, they won three out of 10 of the legs. Oh, so 30%. That's mm-hmm. pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, obviously DX and Claire are, are, would be hard to go against. They, they're in a romantic relationship, so they probably know each other pretty well, but got really great communication and stuff. And they were, they were, they were, did really good on that. But, and I mean, look, I haven't seen the, the show the, or the season he was on. I've seen amazing race, but, yeah. and I, so I haven't gotten an opportunity to see him, but I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do on the challenge. He looks like uh, a fairly larger guy, pretty fit. Mm-hmm. He's um, a firefighter. Yeah. Firefighter. So, you know, he's got great endurance. He's somewhat athletic at, at a minimum. Yeah. Um, good coordination can carry weight has to do it every day if he's a firefighter. So he could probably really excel at just, once again, we boil it down with Amazing Race, in my opinion, that there's only two of them. So he's kind of really got to rely on this whole team aspect and try to build those relationships. Right. But I do want to say, actually, speaking of relationships, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see him on this. And I actually have faith that, you know, in his relationship building abilities, like just literally based off the fact of the few little encounters that we've had with him. And he's just he's very lighthearted. Like I made a joke, uh, you know, on our page. If you guys follow us on Instagram, I made a joke and I used that Drake song. Um, you know, what is it? I know way too many people here right now that I didn't know last year. Who the fuck are y'all? That one. So I posted that and I was like, you know, us when we see the USA 2 cast, whatever. And he like commented on it and he was like bantering back and forth and like playing along and having fun. So he just seems to have like a really good attitude about things and, and like a really good personality. So I'm excited to see like like that other side of him and to see like how he interacts with the other players in the game. Yeah, he's super like super positive, dude. Um, yeah, I, I tuned into a live with James and Will and Kayla that he also jumped on the chat with. Mm-hmm. And I went back and forth with him a bit. And then I think I think we follow each other on Twitter as well. But like super chill dude um, and never really got phased. Yeah. In any leg of the amazing race. Like there were times where they were at the back of the pack and he just still had that really positive attitude and he never backed down from anything. He would try absolutely anything. So I'm actually really stoked. I'm bummed that there are only two people from the amazing race. And I think that that is actually where I have a problem with the fact that we have so many vets is that there are two people from the amazing race. There are more people that are coming on from the flagship than there are from amazing race on the USA season. And that just feels wonky. 
yeah, the amazing race, they they definitely deserve more rep- representation. I'm not as concerned this season as I was Where last season because it's teams and everybody's yeah. mixed up. It's going to be Survivor, BB, Amazing Race and MTV Vets all like mixed between these teams. So that gives me a little bit more hope that they won't just immediately be targeted because they'll have a little bit of cushioning around them from their team, depending on who's on their team, obviously. Um, So I'm not as concerned about it, but I still think it's just booty that they only bring. They only brought two. But that being said, the other amazing racer that they brought on is uh, Dusty Harris and Dusty. I'm actually excited to see him on because I believe I remember after I watched his amazing race season, I told you, Tony, that I freaking would love to see either one of them. Yeah, same on the challenge. You know what I mean? And so here we are. Now he's on uh, USA, too. And I'm, I'm stoked to see Dusty. Oh, yeah. As soon as they mentioned that Dusty was on it, I was yeah. In. Well, and the, the re- weird part was, is like we've been wanting to talk to Dusty for an unplugged for a while. And it was always yeah. kind of like that weird thing where I'd be like trying to ask him, trying to schedule. And he's like, I'm you know, kind of dancing around it. I really want to come on. But, you know, blah, blah, blah. and then I saw the cast boyers and I was like, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll hit you up in a couple months. How about that? <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. We'll let you take care of a few things first. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you handle your vacation and um, and uh, we'll talk after your vacation. And so but yeah, uh, they got third place. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. They so they played the same season as Kayla and Kim and Penn Holderness. From, That's right. From the Internet. The Holderness family. They were the top three teams like the whole time. It was just basically switching in and out of who came in first, second, third. They were also the season that got shut down for COVID. That's right. Yep. They were, but they were the only team now, not necessarily the only team that did this, but they were the only team that vocalized that while they were on hiatus, they actually worked on all the things that they found that they were weak on during the first part, which was super cool to hear. Like there were some things that they felt they weren't so hot on. So they really focused on those in the downtime. So yeah. when they came back, they had sort of eliminated those weaknesses. And yeah. I feel like that's something that Dusty's going to bring to USA, too, as well. Well, and I also just I'm sorry, really quick. I also just want to point out that this quote unquote downtime that Tony's talking about was literally like 18 months. Yeah. Like, it so nobody even knew for sure that the show was going to pick back up. So I think that makes it even more badass because there was no guarantee that they were going to finish filming The Amazing Race and running, yeah. it, you know, yeah. so but they still put that effort in. And, and, and I, I love that. Props to them for that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because once again, the guy that doesn't do the research for anything, <laughs> nicknames, not stats and info, but wasn't his partner wrongfully accused or am I thinking of another? Yes. Yeah, he was wrongfully convicted. That's yeah, wrongfully right. convicted, wrongfully yeah. convicted. And he okay. spent like 10 years. Yeah, Jesus. I was going to say it was like a ridiculous amount of time in prison before he was able to be proved proven innocent and and. Crazy, 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 crazy story. I would love to talk to Ryan, too. Honestly, oh, absolutely. Like he'd be impeccable to talk to. But anyways, one thing we haven't been talking about, and I think we should, is the fact that Lewis is going to be on the green team. And then Dusty. Who, who are, really quick. Sorry. Just because Amazing Race is so short on players. Who's his who's Lewis's team? Well, then that's going to give away the rest of the cast that uh, we're going to okay, be talking that's fine. about. All right, that's fine. Whatever. But we'll just go over the. I will go the over end. at the end. Yeah. Right. And recap everybody and kind of give an overall 30,000 foot view of what we think 
teams are going to create a lot more than some of the others. You know what I mean? Um, But with that being said, the next up is none other than Survivor. So, Tony, why don't you let me know about the first Survivor player that we got coming up? Sure. Uh, So we've got Cassidy Clark coming up first. Um, Cassidy was on season 43, so it would have been like with Owen and Jesse and Cody and that whole crew. Six wins, both uh, like between tribal and individual. And then um, she ended up taking home second place. That was the season that Gabler won. Right. Which a lot of people felt she was robbed. I remember like the fans kind of a lot of fans being upset that she didn't win. So it was like one of those things where it was like it wasn't like she resoundingly got second place. Like there were people who thought she should have won. So. I mean, technically, she did resoundingly get second place, but that was based well, on I, like, I, the, voting, the jury votes. Yes. But I know exactly what you're saying. Like, it's one of those things where almost every season of Survivor, you have the person who won and then the person that everybody who watched the show thinks should have won. won. And Cassidy was that person for, for 43. I'm really interested to see what she does in this game setting, because I don't know how much of this style of gameplay we got to see in her edit on Survivor. I know that she was making those sort of moves um, because she was working with Carla and she was kind of working around the different groups as she needed to. But I'm really interested to see how it pans out in this setting, especially with this group of Survivor players. It's a really interesting cross group where at least with USA one, like there was a lot of kind of from the same seasons yeah seasons or like even the fact that there were a couple of winners on usa that means that they all played winners at war together so there was at least that crossover yeah but this doesn't have that no because it's it's a really it's a mix of old and new as well i actually i like it i'm i'm really excited for for the the survivor people that that they chose because i feel like A lot of them are ones like that we've talked about before, wanting to see, you know, on the challenge or on USA. Um, And then there's some where I'm, you know, like, uh, you know, I'll be the first to say, like, I was not as high on Cassidy's supply as everybody else, all the other Survivor fans. But, you know, I am I'm going into this like with an open mindset. I'm excited to see what she can do, you know, but then there's other Survivor players that I'm like. I'm fucking stoked to see. So, well, the one I'm curious about, because I haven't heard of him before or anything yeah. is, is Chris Underwood. Yeah. And, yeah. and I didn't even know he was a winner. And then he yes. holds like a special, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to call it a record, but it's like it's the first time. Record. Yeah. It's the first time it's ever happened. Right. Yeah. So he, he was on edge of extinction. Like the season was edge of extinction. It was the first time that they really introduced the edge of extinction, which is you get voted out, you go to that island, and there are a couple of chances throughout the game to get back in. To earn, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like a redemption. Yeah, exactly. like a redemption house. Yeah. Okay. But the a thing that's a island. little bit <laughs> the thing that's a little bit wonky um as far as a game format goes is everybody who's on the edge is also the jury. So technically you get voted out, you hang out with the people who are on the jury, and then you go back into the game, potentially knowing what they could be looking for in a final tribal council situation if you make it that far. And you also bond with the jury that the people who are still in the game don't have that opportunity to do because Mm. they're not sitting on edge of extinction with nothing to do but sit around and talk to the other people on edge of extinction. Um, That being said, everybody who knows me knows how big of a fan of Rick Devins I am. 
Um, and we are because we have cameos from Rick Devins for our first wedding that got COVIDed, Malcolm's baby announcement, as well as our <laughs> second wedding and for Aubrey's announcement and also for our new like the wedding that just happened like two weeks ago or the vow renewal that happened two weeks ago. He was the one that everybody was like, he should have won. So Chris Underwood comes back in the game after having been out for more than he's been in. And I'm saying this to give you to, to lay the stage comes back into the game after being gone for more than he's been in. He convinces somebody to play an idol for him. He wins the immunity to get to final tribal council, gives up final immunity to go against Rick Devins in fire making because he knows that Rick is his biggest competition left in wow. the game, beats Rick, sends Rick to the jury, wins the game. Wow, that's Jeez. impressive. Yeah, that is really impressive. So it's a contested victory because, again, like the element of the edge of extinction, the opportunity to sit and bond with the people who are ultimately on the jury is kind of weird um, as far as a format goes. But as we have always said, you cannot blame the person for playing the game they're presented. No. And no. to me, when he came back in the game, he did absolutely everything that he needed to do to get himself the win, to put himself in a position to win the game. But because there are a lot of Survivor fans who I will probably take heat from for that opinion at Biodomer on Instagram, but also I want to see what he can do in the challenge because I would love to see him sort of, he doesn't have to redeem himself because he's got nothing to redeem himself for, but I want him to do well on USA too, so that he can just be like, see, I'm. It wasn't a, a fluke. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my take on, on Underwood. I'm actually really stoked that he's on the season. He was someone I wasn't expecting to show up in the cast, but I'm really glad that he, that he is. And the more that I've kind of thought about it and looked at the cast, the more I'm excited that he's on this season. Hell yeah. yeah. And that kind of leads. He looks like a physical beast. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. And that and what Tony just said leads perfectly into this next person on from the survivor side. Woo. And the only reason we're not bringing her into the vets is because she played on USA. The, the very first one without other vets. So we're, mm -hmm. there's a few survivor players that we're going to mention later because they've been on the flagship and right. they've experienced this game as probably how it's going to be played this time. You know what I mean? So, but anyways, that was really long winded to say that this person's a beast and we're all, I can guarantee you super stoked. She's coming back and that's Desi Williams. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, Hell yeah. like I am fucking stoked to see Desi back. I even know that on survivor, she was on the healer squad for mm -hmm. with Ben. I, I can't say the season. I'm not that good, but I do know that. Yeah. I, don't I know she does healers and hustlers. Yeah, I was, he meant like the numbers. Yeah. We don't know numbers, guys. 35. Don't ask us. Thirty-five. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say thirty-three, <laughs> so don't. not way off. But Tony knows we do not. <laughs> stats and info, <laughs> fucking right there. Um, but anyways, I know she didn't win, but she did finish in what, like a uh, eighth 11th. place, eleventh. She, uh, she got eleventh place, but she won the first individual immunity. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, what happened is she's a beast at the game. She is a smart player. She's a strong player. She's, she's a social player. And it got to a situation where 
they had the opportunity and they took it as much as I hated to see her go. I 100% understood why they took her out when they did. Well, yeah, I mean, she's a threat and it oh, was yeah. surprising to me. I mean, cause that they, that it went as far as she did in USA, the first one in the first challenge, USA. she made the final, she made the final exactly. Like, but you look at her and she doesn't like as a woman, if I was a woman looking at her, I'd be like, I don't want to run a final against her. Fuck no. I want to yeah. see someone else go against her and try to get her out in elimination. Yeah. You know, and hope for them. It's a puzzle. Yeah. Yep. You know, and then they'll <laughs> still probably lose. But with that being said, she was on the full season challenge USA. She never saw the elimination ring. She had two daily wins. Uh, she had the one with David. And then mm-hmm. I, there was another one really late in the season, too. If I, if I think I'm it was once they right. went individual. I, I think can't so remember too. which one it was or who she won. No, but. But she had the two days. She made the final and didn't get past the first stage because they literally hopped in the water off the boat. And I think they went maybe 10 feet. And Enzo quit. And Enzo quit. And if your partner quit, you quit. Yep. No. And it was just, it was so heartbreaking because. That was the beginning of the end of that final. Oh, God. When that (laughs) happened right out of the gate, you're just like, uh, well, actually, when Ben gets there and gets medically DQ'd from the starting point. It's so weird. And then Desi gets DQ'd because Enzo quit by luck of the draw that she was paired with Enzo. Yeah. Yeah. We're obviously not going to rehash the final of USA. But no. those no. two moments there were just like, oh, good. This is going to go swimmingly. Pardon the pun. But yes. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't mean to. And then I said it and I was like, well, it's there now. You're, you're there. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, dude. I'm already excited to see her back. I was excited. I was rooting for her on the first season and I already know that she's a beast and I, dude, I want to see her on the flagship. And look, Fuck I, yeah. I would, I do too. I think she would fucking kill on there, but I think if she doesn't get Enzo'd in that final, no offense to Sarah Lucina. I think we have a different winner Winner. yeah because i agree we've obviously talked with her and like one of the first things i asked her when i saw that final was like do you know how to do sudoku and she was like yes i do it all the time and i was like oh (laughs) fuck it would have been her and danny yeah desi and danny oh my gosh like jesus but anyways let's not live in the past and sadness i'm stoked to see her back just like you are You know who else I'm stoked for? Who's that? The next person on the list. Oh my gosh, who? (laughs) Freaking Chanel. Oh my. Howell. Yeah, we talked about her on 42 because we all watched 42 together. Yeah, Um, we were talking about her like almost her whole time on the show. We were like, dude, she'd be so great on the challenge, blah, blah, blah. And then she didn't get called, you know, she wasn't getting called for USA and. Blah, blah, blah. And we were like, what the F? But here we are. She's Marie, too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she did get called. We just, she obviously didn't get casted. Right. You know what I mean? But I remember it was her, Drea, or Drea. 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 And Jonathan, we were like, we want to see them on the challenge immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's a beast. She reminds me a lot of kind of like Cam, like body style wise. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what she can do in there. Hell yeah. Um, I know on uh, her season of Survivor, uh, she ended up having four group or, you know, four team wins with her tribe. And then uh, she placed 11th. Is that right? Just like Desi, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, maybe it's like, maybe that's a sign. If you place 11th. She lost her vote. 
Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. She did lose her vote. Yeah. yeah. Chippewa Island. And then uh, she was partnered or like she was aligned with, um, I want to say his name was like Daniel. It was the whole thing. It was, it either came down to her or Lydia with high. They were smart to, to get rid of her. Cause she probably could have won that if she got further into it. Yeah, maybe, maybe, know. maybe not. She would have started like, she definitely would have got some individual immunity wins. Yes, exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And she was smart enough, even though they were playing a pretty quiet game that season to know that she was coming up when she did. Like she I remember that in the season. Yeah, exactly. Now, as far as the next person, I did not see their season, but I did not. This is a fucking cool ass name. And (laughs) I'm excited to say it. I might say the last name wrong, but we'll figure it out as soon as, you know, the first episode airs. And that's uh, either Sebastian Noel or Sebastian Noel. However you want to do it. More importantly, his name is Seabass. Kick ass, sea bass. <laughs> if you don't Hell get yes. that, you're, you're too, too young. young. <laughs> you should not be listening to us. Jinx. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm I actually rewatching movie. his season right now, um, just by fluke. What um, season is he from? Ghost Island with uh, Wendell and Dom. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, with, uh, okay. yeah, okay. I still got to watch that one. Yeah. It's a really good season. Um, we're actually, we're a friend of mine is just now kind of getting into Survivor. So we showed her Millennials versus Gen Xers and then started Ghost Island. And then we saw the announcement that Seabass was going to be on. It was like, oh, well, that worked out well. Hell yeah. I all due respect to Sebastian, Noel, or Noel. You are forever being called Seabass on this podcast. As you yes. should. From here out yes. and forever. So And so the listeners know that's who we're talking about. Yeah, Seabass. Alex and, Alex and I were talking about him earlier this week where we were just like stoked to see him on. Hell just yeah. because like. He's a super chill dude, but he he picks up on a lot more than he lets on. So he can very easily be a sleeper in that sense. And he did really well on his season. Like he made it to sixth place. Well, and didn't he got um, I looked at the stats and he got like eight wins like he, you know, what I mean, like Like, that's tribal and individual. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually I'm surprised that he hasn't been on a second time. But I mean, now it's part of a very a very elusive and elite club to be on survivor multiple seasons, especially now that probes has kind of said that for the time being, nobody from 40 back is going to be on returning anytime soon. Yeah. But I'm glad to see him on USA too. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. Honestly. Um, again, I didn't see his, his seasons, his seasons. <laughs> I didn't see his season. Um, but I am actually excited to to see him on the challenge, and I've heard some good things about him. So I mean, his name's Seabass, so fuck yeah, let's Kick go, Seabass, let's go. All right, so uh, <laughs> so really quick, technically, yeah. um, we there are yeah. two other survivors, but the last game that they played was actually on the flagship of the challenge. So we're gonna save that, um, and we'll talk about them, give them their their vet status, respect. And uh, talk about them with the vets. Um, but just so you guys know, in case you guys were sitting here waiting for their names, going to have to wait longer. And you know what? We're <laughs> we're actually on some good pace right now. So I'm going to just kind of jump us into Big Brother. Yeah. Um, because I know a lot of listeners out there do think Big Brother sucks, which I don't agree with. <laughs> I think it's a very social game that can play well into the challenge. Yeah. Um, by the way, for the most part, when we say Big Brother sucks, we're just we're just pulling the Devon line it's not don't, don't be offended people who watch big brother <laughs> 
yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> so i'm pretty unbiased like it's not my favorite thing ever because it's three episodes a week and that's just too much dedication so much. like that's me, why i haven't started it yet and yeah like, Suri is on this season and i still haven't figured out how to get myself to watch it there are it's like 68 episodes yeah. every season it's ridiculous it's, it's so nuts so there nuts. are three people with direct connections to survivor including one person who has played survivor and i still have not watched any of this season yet. <laughs> oh. I'm basically going to wait until the first person leaves. I don't even know if that's happened yet. That's how tuned in I am. And if it's not one of those three, then I will try to watch three episodes a week. Look, Loki, I think Big Brother missed a huge opportunity with season 25 to do one of two things. Either do a returning players, like, like not in all stars, but like once again, um, yeah. like a challenge best of like you or, you know, second chances or, or yeah, best okay. players to never win kind of thing. Like you have enough. You can pull That's two or three on. Well, yeah. Wrong show, though. Yeah. But the other thing is, is why not even bring more into this whole? We've got the challenge survivor, amazing race survivor. Big Brother, you know, we've got all the big reality TV shows. Why don't we do a season of Big Brother where, sorry, I'm No, I'm you're fine. High. It was great. Yeah, I know. I'm just going with it. I'm just rolling. Get it. But anyways, you have all these shows. Why don't you do a season of Big Brother where you have 10 returning Big Brother play or wait, there's how many Big Brother players? 16 in? 16 normally. So you so bring in like four, five four, or four, yeah, you know, or like four challengers, four survivor and players. two from Amazing Race. Exactly. <laughs> and two from Love Island. So that way you get the right amount of numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Do that. That would have been great. Yeah, but that anyways. would be a really good season. I would, here, I would watch Big Brother if they did a season where it was all survivor players on Big Brother, followed but then by a that season would be of survivor with all Big Brother players. Only if we get Amazing Race doing Challenge and Challengers doing Amazing Race. That would be interesting. I would watch it. I wouldn't watch Big Brother. I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't. It's three episodes a no, fucking week. I still wouldn't watch I would it. Wa- see, I would probably bail off of Survivor and watch the Big Brother with all the Survivor players. I don't know. It depends. Here's my thing is like, I don't like individually only like Survivor players or only like, and I'm not saying you do either, but no, it's... You know, like, I think each cast has their pluses and minuses with certain people. You know what I mean? Now, I will say that the Survivor casting compared to some of the other ones that I've seen is pretty strong out on here compared to, obviously, Big Brother. Um, with that being said, let's jump into Big Brother. And then we were just talking about the season. Uh, the first one who I am excited about to see back, and I think she's going to bring a lot to this season because she helped out in USA quite a bit as one yeah. of the main storylines. Uh, and that's Alyssa Lopez who we fucking love over here. Yeah. Um, we love Alyssa yeah. Lopez in with Alyssa. She was on season 23 of big brother. Uh, the one that, in, you know, is infamous for having the cookout, mm-hmm. you know, one of the greatest alliances of all time, regardless of what your thoughts are on that alliance. I Just love the them way personally. It, the, the way, way it played worked, out, yeah. one of the best Ooh. alliances ever. Six people made sure they were the final six, and it happened. Yeah. Anyways, never seen anything. She like that. was on the outside looking in, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she still had two veto wins and made sixty-five days and the jury. Then in Challenge USA, 
she did really well too. I mean, she didn't really see an elimination. Wait, wait, I might be misspeaking on this because I'm. I, she saw an elimination um, against, against. She got eliminated against Angela. Angela at the very end. Yeah. But what was? Didn't she do an elimination mid season too? Let me see really quick. Um, one win, one loss. Yeah, she beat somebody really quick. She beat Kylan and Kira Kyra, Her and Leo. Oh, that's right. With the ball thing. That's right. I Remember? forgot about that. Yeah. Upon, and it was like the, the trivia with like Madonna, wasn't it? Yeah. With yeah. the different balls that they had to do the chain thing. And yeah. then they had to answer the question. Yeah. Like um, a virgin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So two, uh, two eliminations on the first uh, challenge and she got a daily win on the first. And USA. she got, a, she got, uh, she got a knee sud. She got eliminated yeah. right, right before the, the final. Yeah. Yeah, but she did fight her little heart out against she, Angela. You know, she held that whole storyline with her and Angela, the big brother girls versus the survivor girls kind of yeah. thing. And then, you know, obviously uh, she pulled one of the most kind of like, I'm going to get you back for what you did to me on another show moments Ooh. where she threw Xavier in and he got eliminated. Yeah. And they were supposed to, you know, be pals. Well, they were supposed to be pals on Big Brother, too. So, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, no, Alyssa's awesome. We've actually done an unplugged with her before. She's a fantastic human. I like her so much. And to be honest, I didn't really like her that much on uh, Big Brother. So it was nice to like I saw her on USA. I started liking her a little more. And then I actually like met her and talked to her again. Fantastic human being. I absolutely adore absolutely. her. Stoked to see her uh, back for USA, too. Didn't she found the key agency as well? Yes. Yeah, and the they key in, key key influencer agent key, key influencers agency. agency. Yes, we'll get there. We'll link that down. We'll link it down below. What does that look for, Josh? You. <laughs> what? I can I can hear the thunder. Why do you have to go like this to try? And- <laughs> because I didn't know if it was just super loud or if it wasn't that loud. Because I couldn't tell what was muffling from my headphones. You're good. It's thunder. It's yeah. fucking loud. <laughs> no, sometimes, sometimes it's far away and it's not as loud. Well, yeah. is it or is it just taking longer to get to you and the waves distribute more? Well, they're not waves. They're thunder. Well, the waves are at waves. the beach. Mm. Okay, anyways. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You too. So um, <laughs> with that being said, I'm excited to see Alyssa Lopez back. I know everybody else is too. Yeah. I mean, unless I there's something new I didn't know about you too. No, I am. Um, pro Alyssa very pro she was one of the fun like exit interviews yes because mm-hmm. we we went in expecting it to be three people and then it was just Alyssa and Desi and then the first thing Desi said was like hello again and then it became oh Desi's already spoken to them I haven't spoken to them yet but then we had like a 20 minute conversation that was supposed to be like three yeah, it was exactly. great. They were like, hey, yeah. do you want more time? We're like, of course. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so uh, and and if obviously we're saying Alyssa Lopez, we're lo- using her last name for a reason because Why's there that? is another Alyssa. What's her on name? On this season. Uh, Alyssa Snyder, I think. So we have Salissa and Lalissa. Lalissa. No, nope, it doesn't work it like doesn't, Bamber. It doesn't, it doesn't work like Bamber. No, it doesn't. Sorry. Mamber Bamber was the only time we were and ever going to have you know what? That. Tony gave us some great information. We're, we're really strong with the sea bass. I don't know if we need another <laughs> nickname this season. Yeah, so. no. Alyssa. Honestly, Alyssa is just going to be Alyssa for me. And the other Alyssa will probably be Alyssa S. So 
But yeah, so Alyssa Snyder, um, she's what from the most recent, yeah, the twenty four, right? Do you want her stats? I can give you her stats. Do it. Nothing. She came in fifth place. She came in fifth place. Rode social the whole time. Yeah. Didn't win one veto. Didn't win one HOH. Didn't win one eating contest. Anything they do on there. Yeah. And this is all per Corey Viator. Yeah. So he was because I didn't watch last season, to be completely honest, but he did. Yeah. Um, And I was talking to him about earlier and he said, look, she she shouldn't have even made it past the first week. Where's the raging Cajun? Uh, he's a uh, tough week at work. Just, yeah. Oh. He needed that extra week and he had PTO built up with us. So we were yeah. like, yeah, dude, go ahead. Take Absolutely. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But anyway, so yeah, Alyssa Snyder, uh, supposedly a, a strong social game. If you go on Twitter, I'm sure there's people that call her mother or whatever, but we'll, we'll see how we'll she see does she, in yeah. the challenge. I don't, I don't know. I actually like, when people are cast that don't necessarily do a maid, like obviously she plays fifth. So she did pretty well out of 16 people, but, <laughs> but it's always interesting when people come onto the challenge because it's such a different game. Like I know yeah. that they're feeder shows now at this point, mm-hmm. but they're a completely different show. So it's interesting to see how those people compete because I remember when USA hit, none of us were that, high on the love island crew yes and then mostly because none of us watched love island other than Corey, and we didn't actually know anything about the format of the show or the players really because we didn't have that exposure to them but then we ended up really liking pretty much every single person that has come from love island yeah, absolutely. And honestly, like that's why I that's why I seem so hesitant right now because I'm like like I would normally hear this would be the point where I'm like, I don't have much faith in her. Like, I'm not I don't know how she's going to do. I don't think she's going to do that well. But that shit bit me in the ass last time we did USA. So I'm I'm reserving some room for, you know, to be shocked by her on the challenge. But I'm also not like, woohoo, you know, like she's not my pick to win. But I'm I'm leaving some room there to, to see what she's got. Look, her gameplay in Big Brother, even though I didn't watch it from talking with Corey, I understand it because I've seen the same gameplay over and over in Big Brother. Every season. And she lasted because she had friendships. She is a very attractive young lady. Mm -hmm. She had relationships with someone, not multiple. Maybe she did. I don't know. I didn't watch it, but I know she had at least one because I remember seeing it online. Mm -hmm. And that can carry you a long way in the season. Yes. And Big Brother, absolutely. It can absolutely do it. Now, will that happen in the challenge? Who knows? We'll see. Because there are vets. There are vets. Yeah. And look, from the preview, looks like she's making out with someone in there. So we'll see what happens. I don't know who it is. I have an assumption, but I don't want to share it till I see it. Yeah. So agreed. But it does look like maybe she plays that same gameplay and no hate on it. That's great for her. It's just not my cup of tea to watch necessarily. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Um, so anyway, um, moving on, um, actually next on the list is the guy, the person I'm most excited to see. I have been begging to see this guy on the challenge for years now, and I'm finally fucking getting it. And I'm so excited, but that's going to be Mr. Tyler Crispin yep. from BB20 and uh, BB22. 
which was the all-star season. I'm fucking stoked to see Tyler, man. He is such a beast. He's a badass. He has an awesome social game. Like he's just, he's an all around type of player. And I'm really excited to see him like bring that and his athletic abilities and everything over to the challenge and just see how, how he plays, like how he plays that compared to the big brother. And, you know, I'm just, I'm stoked to see him play. Now, obviously it has been a few seasons since Tyler was on, but from what I remember, he's like sneaky athletic, kind of like the way Angela was like, you look at her and you wouldn't think she's a beast, but she's a fucking beast. Like we saw last season. Now, not to say Tyler's an absolute monster or anything, but he's more athletic than you would initially think looking at like the surfer looking guy with long blonde curly hair. And he's, He's like Jay, like literally yeah. he's like Jay. Like you look at him, he's kind of small, you know, he's tall and slender. Yeah. Tall so and slender, like but he's just kind of a, he's a very much so guy. like that, but not but, like, and yeah. then he comes out and he just like kicks ass at literally everything. And it's just like, now, so I'm, I'm stoked for him. Um, he was on, like you said, season 20, mm-hmm. he won three HOHs. So three head of households where he controlled the house, made the votes or the nominations of who was going to get eliminated. Yeah. He won, um, three vetoes, three vetoes that season and came in second place to Casey Clark. Yeah. And it was not, it was not, it wasn't unanimous. unanimous. It was pretty, it was fairly close. It was almost split. Yeah. Yeah. And then he came back and well, he ended up winning uh, America's favorite house guest. So he won mm-hmm. like 25 grand because of a vote. But then he came back for all stars, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, two head of household wins, two vetoes and end up coming in sixth place. Uh, just made a move too early. Could have yeah. probably made it a lot further if he didn't. Now, as far as the next person on the list, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. It's Amira. She was on Big Brother 24 and out of 16 house guests, she was out at 14th so we only saw two weeks of her kind of hard to go off of what to know what to think about her as far as physical social anything yeah so there's not a whole lot to say but that's exciting because we don't know what to expect yeah so that's literally what i was gonna say is you know we don't know exactly what to expect so it could be anything yeah But so this next guy that's coming up and I know I'm going kind of quick through these and obviously there are going to be big brother players that are MTV vets that we're not going to mention in this. But this guy was also on season 24. His name's Monty Taylor. Um, Now, if you've seen pictures of this guy, you'll see he's a tall, physical, well-built guy. Kind of uh, size and build reminds me of Corey Lay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same kind of build to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But with like his hat. His style game is on point with Monty. I will give him that. Now, Corey told me he was a beast. His stats show that three head of households, two veto wins, and then came in second place. Now, these are Corey Viator's words, not mine. So I'm going to read these to you and just let you know what he thinks. Uh, And he says, states verbatim. Obviously, I don't expect y'all to dive into it. But Monty 100% deserved to win uh, season 24 Big Brother. Uh, Won more comps. Taylor won two HOHs, and I know for sure one was given to her, where Monty earned both. The only reason she made it was because of Monty. He brought her into an alliance, made her like the sixth member of of the alliance, protected her all the way to the end, and then it came down to the final vote. And her speech at the end is what won it for. She used history. And not to say that it wasn't accurate and you can't win off a final thing. But Mm -hmm. in Corey's opinion, Monty deserved to win that season. He was a better overall player. But 
you know, shit happens at Big Brother. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> With that being said, Dube looks like a beast. Yeah. I'm excited to see what he can do. Same. Um, and see what he brings to the table. Yeah. And then the final person that we have on the Big Brother side who we're not quite considering a vet because once again, very much like Alyssa Lopez, she was only in Challenge USA. Right. But that is none other than Tiffany fucking Mitchell. Hell yeah. So she's originally from Big Brother 23. She was a part of the cookout, one of the founding members. She was literally the one who came up with the like the fucking scheme for how they were going to get that six to yes. the final six. Like she that's is a how mastermind. They did it. Yeah. Very much reminds me of a Michaela, the way she is very locked in and knows what's going on in the game. I've even said the it when we watched it. And, yep. Uh, but anyways. She reminds me of Michaela. She just sees the full picture of the game, very knowledgeable, knows how to interact, build relationships with people. I'm excited to see her come back. Anyways, on uh, her season, she won two HOHs. Once her alliance made it to the final six, because there were six members, they booted her. And it was yeah. smart, because if she got to the end, she was, she was beating everybody. It yeah. didn't matter. There wouldn't have been anyone who could yeah. beat her in the votes. She was really playing a really solid game. But she did end up getting voted America's favorite house guest yep. um, and so. got her $25,000 prize from that. Um, you know, so that was nice. But And then, obviously, yeah. we saw her in USA 1. She wasn't there long. I think she was like the second. No, maybe the third eliminated. So we didn't get too much time to Who see took her. Oh, it was the bicycle one. It against was Kayla James and James. Kayla. Yeah. That's right. yeah. And, and she was with who? who what was Cash out. Cash out. And had a rolled ankle when they were doing That's it. That's right. Yeah. But with that being said, she got a little bit of an idea of what the season entails as far as dailies and what kind of eliminations you can see. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, she's done her homework. She knows what to expect going into this to a degree. Hopefully she watched Cutthroat. Um, <laughs> and anyways, I'm excited to see her come back. I'm I'm really excited to see Tiff back. Um, You know, I want to see her. Like you said, she's got a better idea of what the challenge is, what kind of prep, pre-preparation she would need to do for it. So I'm hoping that, you know, to see a little bit more of a physical side from her. But more than anything, I'm just like excited to see her like she's absolutely a respectable amazing person but she is loud and boisterous and feisty and i love those kind yes. of people in the house because she's not afraid to stir shit up and i want to see her just sitting there with a big old fucking wooden spoon just stirring that pot like that's what i want so i'm stoked she very much reminds me she could be coral-esque as far as the yes. way she talks to people yes and then very much like Evelyn, as far as how she sees the game and can play it politically, would that be a fair assessment? Mm. Maybe, maybe I wanted to say Wes, but that didn't feel right because Wes has Wes feels better politically than okay. Evelyn. Evelyn wasn't ever a good political player. She just nobody could beat her. Maybe Rachel Robinson nobody liked her. I don't know. I'm trying to go. Old <laughs> I don't school, know, but, but anyway, yeah, she's really yeah. good. Anyways, <laughs> so there you go. Um, you know what else is really good? Is this ad by Spotify for podcasters? <laughs> Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for sticking through that ad. And uh, now that you're on the other side of that, we're going to get through this quick. We've only got 11 names to go through. Yeah. And then we'll call tonight because, like I said, we got a long fucking season ahead of us. And I feel like we're going back to back. Uh, back. Yeah, at least. Yeah, because I I mean, they're going to go 
I really do feel like they're going all stars for then we get 39. And then if we get a break from there, that would be cool. But we'll see. I think they're going to start filming like an international version soon because the strike still hasn't ended. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't know how they're going to do that because they've canceled all the other country specific shows other than U.S. It might be something that they cast people and just run it like they film it and whatever from the U.S. And it's the, you you know what I mean? And it airs yeah. in the U.S., but it's, you know, Australia players and then U.K. Yeah, players. They could just do worlds and bring in cast from the different countries instead of each individual yeah. country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would play so much better, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, because it's it was like the mtv mcu like you had to watch all these different shows in order to know all the characters <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, one of them didn't even release until halfway through the actual show where we were meeting the people that we were supposed to know who they were yeah exactly well and even the other two like only released like um like a month month and a half yeah. before and they released like back to back like, and I know UK was only five episodes, but still, it's just like, God, man, like all of it at once. Like, no, just I burned through UK in an afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. It's nice to have a five episode season. But at the same time, it was there was some good cast on there. They could have ran it 10. It yeah. would have been fine. It would have been I mean, a good season. Yeah. But, you know, they instead of doing it. that, bring like five or 10 of the best UK players you can find five or 10 of the best yep. Australian players you can find. And don't just limit yourself to the three that you already did. Like look into like German players and mm-hmm. like we Nam would be a beast if he wasn't fucking injured all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or but, inconvenienced by partners. Um, <laughs> Very true. We're going to go ahead and bring you into the vets and re- go over all the people you pretty much already know, unless you're a survivor <laughs> player that has never watched a challenge before. And if so, welcome. Welcome. And I don't know how you found us, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> um, or any of the other shows. With that being said, I'm going to start off with one of my favorites. I know she ca- catches a lot of hate, but she's fucking cool <laughs> as shit. And that's Tori. I don't think she needs me to say her last name, but it's Tori fucking deal. Tori my fucking deal. She's the only other person other than Josh. I gets that shit. Only <laughs> other person. <laughs> Anyways, she's done uh, eight total seasons and that does include world championship. Yeah. So all our stats is through world championship. Just so you guys, the listeners know. Yeah. And we do include uh, all stars and world championship. If you haven't seen our episode on uh, Angel Cake Entertainment with Drew, go check it out. I will link yeah. it down below. It's but, top notch. Yeah, Anyways, uh, with for Tori, uh, her last season was World Championship where she was partnered with uh, Danny. They did come in second place uh, to Jordan and Kaz, which is really no shame in finishing second to them in a yeah. final. But that's a whole other rabbit hole that we don't want to go down because we went down that a bunch of times. Uh, <laughs> she has 24 daily wins in eliminations. She's five wins, three losses, and she has one final win, which was season 38, Rider Dies with Devin. Yeah. So look, Tori's a beast. We all know it. I don't know what else there is to really say, but I'm sure we'll find something. <laughs> no, yeah, Tori, Tori's a beast. Um, I'm I'm excited to see her obviously but at the same time um you know like she kind of falls in that category of like people that i think you know need to take a season or two off you know and just it's it's just it's rejuvenating just take a little break and recharge and you know like you can see like when this show starts wearing on people like you can see it 
And, you know, I feel like she kind of falls in that category, unfortunately. And it's not like I don't enjoy seeing her every time because I do. But it like more for her. Like I just I'm like, oh, gosh, another one girl like you need a break, honey. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm always going to root for her. Yeah, but I'm always rooting for her 100 percent. Yeah. And I mean, look, she's here's the thing is there's a few vets that she really gets along with and is part of the quote unquote vacation alliance, which is Fessy and Josh. But the only other person that she's really cool with that I can see from the rest of the cast is bananas, bananas. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's going to be interesting. Once again, we're going to see we're going to see one of two things. Either we're going to see a repeat of world championship or we're going to see more of a, you know, dirty 30 to total madness where she was a little bit more open about making friends with other people and trying to make it work. I am excited to see that there's like no Anissa for her to work with no Jordan in there. So it's kind of like when we talked about Casey, when Fessy and Josh aren't there, we see a better side of that. A different side. Or a different side, depending on your view as far as better. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. Agreed. Ditto. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So uh, the next vet on the list is going to be Mr. Fessel. Fessel Shafat. And of course, Mr. Shafat who's now a slam ball player. Congratulations on that. I'm <laughs> going to check that shit out. I love slam ball, by the way. It's fucking basketball with trampolines. Yeah. His highlights are freaking unreal, dude. Are the they? <laughs> oh, my God. I know, dude. That college tape was fire. Man, it was intense. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. okay, listen here. All right. You know I'm not a huge fan of Fessy, but I'm just saying. I'm watching the slam ball. I'm watching the clips and dude, he, I mean, his blocks, oh, they're off the hook. Cause he's a fucking wall. And then he's a wall in the air with the trampoline. Yeah. He's six, five and like 235 pounds. And he's getting a running start with pads and jumping on a trampoline. Like <laughs> he better be a badass out there. I'm just going to be honest. But with that being said, he is a good basketball player. Yeah. I've seen his little yeah. videos that he puts out on Instagram and he he's <clears throat> fairly talented. Um, he's a lot better than I could ever imagine being. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but I am excited to watch some of it. I haven't gotten a chance yet. You know, the routine three kids. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, but I have two kids, but still the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, what's your guys thoughts on Fessy? Are you excited to see him well, for really, this season? Really quick. Ahead. So Fessy's oh, got yeah. uh, four seasons, 12 daily wins, and he is five and one in eliminations. Obviously has never won a season, but he's been to, you know, finals. Has he ever placed second? No. Oh, OK. No, I he believe is, the f- uh, he's three and five for injuries during eliminations to the <laughs> other person. Yes, yeah. that's true. <laughs> he's that's he's got fight. he's got two wins that shouldn't count against Nelson. Yeah, so say four if you count sand in the eyes. Look, I go in neutral on Fessy every se- Fessel every season, and allow him to either win me over or make me shit on him for the rest of the season. And I think. No, last time I didn't even make it to the start of the season because preseason he was shitting on Danny and I was like, look, I'm out. You can't get in a fight with Danny and Kiki and think that I'm going to side with you. Yeah. I'm going to side with Danny and Kiki. But I am once again neutral. I'm not opposed to, to Fessel doing well. I'm not opposed to Fessel taking a W. I am opposed to him being a shithead about it. Right. And if he's a shithead about it, then I'm out again. So idea for this season should i'll make a graphic and should we do like cool things that fessy said and stupid (laughs) things that fessy said and we'll just keep a running tally that would be hilarious 
Okay, we'll do that. We'll make that part nice. of the podcast. All I right. think that's worth doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I know like Fessy is never going to want to come on our show now, and that's okay. I get it. We talk a lot of shit, but at yeah. the same time, we don't know who you are as a real person, just what we see you on TV. We're, we're sure you're a, a decent person in real yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting an edit, and yeah. he's getting the villain edit and has since Total Madness. Yeah. But he also owns it, so. I well, like yeah, that exactly. he owns it, and yeah. I'm cool with it. Yeah. That we need that energy in the house. I just don't need to root for it. Exactly. But like I said, I, if he does well, I'm not going to be pissed about it. Like there are people who I would be actively annoyed if they did well. Fessy's not one of them. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's growth. Look, it's it's kind of like Amanda for me. Like would I? Nope. Yeah, uh, you're right. It's more like I guess it would be like more like nobody else on this cast. I really can't think of anyone. Yeah. Never mind. No. I can't make an analogy. It was a good comparison, though. Yeah, I was trying. Yeah, I liked it. There were levels. There were levels, and it was way off. But I'm in the same boat. Like it's if he if he did good and he won a season, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. But no. no. I, I would hate the after effect of it. Oh, yes. His oh. fucking ego would <laughs> shoot through the roof. I mean, maybe, maybe it would help. No, I don't. Yeah, maybe totally. Would. Are you? Yeah. I'm trying to be nice. All right. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the Rick, doubt. You just got one on the stupid things Rick said graph. <laughs> Look, J- if Jacob was here right now, he would agree with me. I'm just putting that out there. And he's a historian. He's the, not a lot of stupid comes yeah, out of his a, mouth. That, that is a biased category for <laughs> Mr. Jacob Holabaugh. Oh, my gosh. You know, mid-conversation. Oh, yeah. Fessy's live right now on Instagram. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could invite him on. We'll see what he says. Oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, Great for Fessy. He's got Josh there. No Casey, so he can't try to steal her from any other team this season. So we'll see what happens with him. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic, at least, because we're we're getting different pairings of that big brother trio from Total Madness. And it was beneficial for Casey. And we all know that Josh has been putting in the work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and jump ahead a little bit and yeah talk about josh um since you brought him up he's five seasons in right now 19 daily wins which i wasn't aware that he had 19 daily wins that uh, yeah that kind of <clears throat> blew my mind eliminations not so bright with one in five but like tony said over the last two years or so really putting in that work tr- dedicating yeah. himself in the gym we see it all uh, his body's completely transformed he's in really great shape I'm excited to see what he's okay. bringing to the table this season. Yeah. Something that we'll get into a little bit later is the team that he's on. It might not be the best dynamic, but we'll see what happens with yeah. that. Um, with the red team. <laughs> I, God, I'm so excited to watch that. It's going to be amazing. But I think we're all on the same page here. We're, we're all fans of, of Josh just because he's become kind of like the lovable underdog. I know a lot of people don't agree with that. And that's a, that's fine. That's a nice. That's okay. Cake they can be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope he continues to stick up for himself and voices his opinion. Yeah, one hundred percent. I love Josh, and I also just want to point out, like, two of those elimination losses. Like, one of them was against Jordan. One of them was against CT. So it's like I, I can't remember and the, the one other. With, the one with Kyle was like a oh, flip and of Kyle. The coin. Yeah, and he almost won that one with Kyle. Yeah. Like that was crazy. So 
Let's, I just wanted to throw that in there. I love Josh. I do too, but Me let's too. be honest. He wasn't winning against CT no matter what it was. No, no, he wasn't going to beat CT. That's what Unless I'm saying. Unless it was like a pan-slapping <laughs> competition. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to think if there's anything he could beat him in, and I'm not. I'm drawing a blank. There's, Yeah, there's not a lot that most people can beat CT in. Yeah, you're probably right. I was going to say eating, but he's fucking got that shit too. He'd yeah. make the Mount Rushmore. Just putting that out there. He's not even on this season. We're talking about him still. Anyway. Um, uh, next up, we got, and I'm excited because this is what we talk about. We've already talked oh, about yeah. this season uh, with Tori is we want people to take a year or two off, you know, get themselves rejuvenated. And this guy did that. And that's Corey Warden. Um, Let's now, fucking go. Yeah, dude. I'm fucking stoked Ooh. to see Corey. Wild story. We like. A few people know this, but we actually, you know, obviously interview Corey. That's well known. But the fact that we interviewed him and literally tried to turn and burn that episode within like eight days. And it was it was a good edit, but it was it was tough on Karina because there was a lot to do in it. Uh, (laughs) With that being said, it was still a great interview, but literally interviewed him. And then eight days later, he left to go film USA, too. Like the day we released the day we released it. Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll link that down below on honestly, anybody that we've talked to on this list um, there, if they've done an unplugged with us, it'll be linked down below. Just so you guys know. Yeah. And anyway, so Corey's done nine seasons. He's got 19 daily wins. Uh, he's eight and four in eliminations, mm-hmm. multiple finals. Um, I think he's come in second place in two of them that I can remember right off the top of my head, which it would be uh, Rider dies and then bloodlines. Right. Didn't he come in second place to Kara and Cousin? Yeah, yeah Ryder dies. Or not Ryder dies. I'm sorry. I was like, uh, double agents. 36. Uh, okay, yeah, 36. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was sorry. like, I was very confused. I was like. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's why you don't smoke marijuana. Short-term memory loss. Long-term <laughs> memory loss? I'm not too sure. I was like trying to remember who was his ride or die. Like, <laughs> anyways. Anyway, yes, um, yes, you are right. One third of TYB is in the motherfucking house for USA too, and Stoked. you know what? I'm happy he's coming back. And there you go. Fucking stoked that Corey's back. Um, He, uh, you know, we actually talked about him on a couple. I think what was it? The most entertaining uh, Mount Rushmore episode that we did with Alex Brizard. Um, But we talked about Corey and, you know, talked about how he's he's not afraid to go against those big alliances, go against those big guys, call them out. You know, so it's like Corey's a MTV vet. But I could very well see him working with like survivors or big brothers or something like that over working with like bananas and all these other people because 100%. he's not that kind of player. And I, I love the I love that he plays that way. It, it brings a different kind of spice to the season he plays and to win. Exactly. And, and, and I, I love it. So I'm stoked to see Corey. Yeah. Does anybody opposed to that feeling? Absolutely no. not. Yeah, I didn't think so. That's why I was just jumping right into it. Like Steph Curry shooting a three and turning around and walking up court. Like you already knows it's going in. Anyways, you're welcome for that. A little NBA (laughs) reference. Uh, Up next is Karina's favorite player, Amanda. She's done six seasons, 10 dailies, and is two and five in eliminations. You want to get punched, don't you? Well, I mean, if you want an audio recording of your abuse on me. This would have been a good segue earlier when we were talking about Fessel. Seeing them both on the same season, I'm waiting for this. Oh, this is going to be amazing. This is what I'm looking forward to. 
There's going to be some drama. All right. Look, I we all know how we all feel about Amanda. Um, yeah, it's pretty resounding uh, in the way people feel. You either like her or you fucking hate her. There is no in between no. except for maybe a few of us out there. I understand what she brings to the show. Um, I am excited to see the entertainment value of her talking shit and starting to fight a little bit because it might spice it up a little bit and create something different dynamics. Yeah. Am I hoping she wins? No. Nah, no, that's all I got for you guys. Yeah, you like it a spice. I don't mind it. Like, I know it's going to create a little bit of drama because there's not going to be a lot, but there's going to be a little bit. Well, yeah, she's on a season with Tori. Fessy's there, you know, like bananas is there. Wes is there. There's going to be fucking Amanda drama. Speaking yeah. of, there is going to be bananas Fessy drama. Oh, That's yeah. our, MTV released the preview. Oh, yeah, sorry, so. sorry to just jump ahead on the list there, but whatever. no, no, <laughs> it's true though. I mean, I'm excited to see that shit. We'll talk about some more. So yeah, Amanda's going to be on the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she'll be there. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> okay, so up next, I'm going to jump around a little bit. We got one of my favorite survivor players thank you tony for introducing me i know it comes from a season of your favorite survivor player who got this person kicked out but Mm. she was also on double agents now even though she wasn't there for long it was still a flagship show so she falls into the vets category for us Mm -hmm. um with that being said uh she has in the challenge only one season she's own one in eliminations it was kind of a wonky elimination. Yeah. The two person bananas. Very wonky. With like a hill on it. Like, why aren't we doing this on Flatland? And she didn't really have a partner. The same outcome would have happened. It wouldn't have mattered. Don't take this away from Corey Lane. She didn't have a partner. She had a partner, but it wasn't the no, same she size didn't. partner. <laughs> she had dead weight who wasn't trying. Yeah, he literally did <laughs> yeah. nothing the whole time. But you got to think about it. Like, no offense to Corey Lay. To take it away from Yeah, Corey. he, he still won God. that. He but, murdered that. But you got to think about it. Like, he was as big as the guy and Michaela <laughs> put together. And, and he, he still, had Michelle. And then and he, he had Michelle, Michelle, who's no joke. Like, yeah. like he was supposed to win that. And, and yes. that's not taking anything away. Just like CT was supposed to be bananas. You know what I mean? Right. It created a great moment, and that's part of the lore of Corey Lay. And just like CT was supposed to beat Jay. Well, I'm just saying, to, I, that doesn't really apply to this. <laughs> I was going to say, that doesn't work. Yeah, but with that being said, I'm really excited to see Michaela. For those of you who want a little bit more information on Michaela as far as her survivor history, Tony fucking stats and info Lance, what else do you need? This man's got it all. Let's go. So. <laughs> Michaela was on Millennials versus Gen Xers with Jay. She showed her cards a little too early in that she's really fucking smart and had like three to four moves down the line all sorted out. And then they were like, okay, we need to get rid of Michaela. And <laughs> absolutely blindsided her. And by they, he means Jay. <laughs> but yeah, Jay and Will. Yeah. <laughs> she had seven wins between tribal and individual. She placed 14th on Millennials versus Gen Xers, but she then went on to play Game Changers. So not only was she cast on a season of returning players who all played really hard, that was the season that uh, Sarah Lucina won, but they hadn't aired her season. So that was production saying she's in a level all her own, her and Zeke both from that season, and they got put on Game Changers having not had their season air yeah. and only four people have ever had that done. One was Malcolm 
he went right from his season into a fans versus favorite season. That's how sure production was that he was going to be a fan favorite. And then Russell Hance went right from his season into heroes versus villains. So he was on the villains tribe without any of the villains having seen his season. And then Zeke and Michaela were both brought on to a season of absolute game changers without their season actually having been on. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's, she reminds and I know the notebook is an easy out, but the way she plays it in the challenge is Laurel. You know yep. what I mean? Like, I think that's the easy comparison mm-hmm. with her as far as the physical aspect from what we've seen, even against that small sample size of against Corey Lay. But beyond that, for what we've seen in that water competition oh, on yeah. Survivor. Yeah, uh, she's a fucking beast. Yeah. And that was like that was a while ago, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she's been training like you can see it mm-hmm. like she's fucking ready. And I'm excited to see how she does. Like she's going to be a beast. I'm yeah. just putting yeah, it out there right now. I didn't mention it, but she had five wins on Game Changers and she came in seventh place on Game Changers. She was working with Sri for part of it, too. Oh, that's probably yeah. a fucking solid alliance right there. You know what? Knowing what I think I know about her as far as she looks at this, I am sure she has gone back and watched quite a few seasons of the challenge to understand the dynamics of what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if I wouldn't be surprised if she's seen cutthroat and she's not surprised by this scenario. Right. With that being said, I want to throw a little, you know, roller coaster. We're on a high for Tony with Michaela and I'm going to bring him down right now by talking about Johnny bananas. I'm out. <laughs> who's, who's done a whopping 22 fucking seasons. I mean, this man is out of 38 guys. Yeah. I mean, he's fucking. That's all I can do for you. Sure. With that being said, 68 daily wins elimination record including world championship is 13 wins 15 losses of course seven final wins uh which could be debated amongst really hardcore challenge fans with that being (laughs) said it's really kind of goes to what we've always said about some of these goats which is you got a lot better chance of beating them in elimination than you do in a final So get them the fuck out in elimination. Get him down there. Facts. Um, Look, there's nothing we can really say about Johnny Bananas that hasn't already been said by multitudes of other people and Johnny Bananas himself. So (laughs) and no hate. I love the guy. He's one of the most entertaining guys on the challenge for me. So I mean, he's he's still making the finals now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like he's got recent wins, so it's not like you know, it was 20 years ago, but Tony, do you have any color commentary about Johnny bananas? You would like to say (laughs) no. Okay. I believe that I had already referenced his involvement by this is the way we play the game. This is the only way the game can be played. Hey, don't play the game that way. We want to play it this way. All right. What are the odds that we have a conversation about burn votes with him at some point? Uh, First, it'll be an instructional commentary. But then when it's done against him, how could you do such a thing as burn vote? That's the (laughs) lowest form of voting that you could possibly vote to vote. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. All right. So for bananas, that pretty much is what you get. Yeah. Um, But up next is someone that I know everyone here is always excited to see. And uh, hopefully we can go for three with this one. Um, And that's going to be 
none other than John A. Uh, now, John A's done nine total seasons, including her All-Stars and World Championship season. Uh, during that time, she's won 11 dailies. She's four and five in eliminations with... We like to reference three wins, but two wins is the ex- is what she's credited is with. what she's credited for uh, with All Stars two and All Stars three. I I'm always excited to see John A. Yeah. Always, I'm excited to see her too. And I know that we said this, like you know, when we when we were recapping All Stars one, two, and three, seeing like all that growth, even just from All Stars one to All Stars three, just the growth and change that she went through was awesome to see and we we continually said that we would love to see her kind of move back towards like the flagship and I know this isn't quite flagship but I feel like it's a little bit closer like she's going to be in there going against you know some of the vets like Tori and it's like taking a step up in difficulty if that makes sense and I'm excited to see her get in there and see how she plays with some of these other people oh absolutely and you know what I'm glad that it's not a partner season so she can't get Sarah Reist it's a team yes. season so <laughs> exactly we we get to see her a full picture a little well, bit yeah, We've actually, the, yeah it's interesting too because she's other than Wes nobody from all-stars is on it and right all-stars is where she's built the bulk of her alliances so it'll be really interesting to see how her gameplay translates into kind of a fresh house. So I'm really interested to see how that works for her. Like, I'm a huge fan of Jean A. Like, I hope that she does really well. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I'm really interested to see how she's able to maneuver where she doesn't have that many connections, unlike past seasons, like even worlds. Yeah, that is true. I mean, yeah, she's got. She knows bananas, mm-hmm. but how close are they really? Right. She knows Wes. She knows Wes. She's friends with Wes, but who but else? That's it, really. Like she yeah. knows Tori. She met her last, uh, yeah, last one. But like having tight alliances, though, that's different than knowing, knowing somebody. Yeah. Yep. And, but I think we're all in the same accord. We hope she does well. We'd yes. love to see her go all the way and win it. Yep. Fuck, I'd love to call her three time John A. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> So up next, Tony, uh, I'm going to let you dive into this one here in just a second, is Michelle Fitzgerald. Uh, She has done two seasons. She did Spies, Lies, and Allies. Mm -hmm. And then she did uh, Ride or Dies Dies with Jay. In that time, she has two daily wins, and she's gone uh, one and two in eliminations. From what we've seen of Michelle in the Challenge House is very different than what I've heard she played in Survivor. Is that accurate? Because in the Challenge House, she's very much paranoid, uh, almost to a neurotic sense, especially what we saw with her in Laurel as far as the edit went. How was she different in Survivor? She, like, in Survivor, she's fairly, like, direct. She's fairly, she's got a really good social game. She had 13 individual wins on, or sorry, 13 wins, like, tribal and individual on her first season, and she won. She was also one of the only people based on like a twist in the game. She was actually able to remove someone from the jury. So they didn't get to take part in the jury at all. Um, So she was able to basically make an assessment, figure out who was most likely to vote for the other person and basically say, see ya. But she then, so she, she won her season and then she actually came in third on winners at war. So she played with all returning winners and came in third. She, was the only player in her first season to win multiple individual immunities. And one of the cool things, which is also still tied to the challenge 
is she's tied with Natalie Anderson for most challenge wins by a female winner with 13. Wow. That's awesome. That's impressive. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't actually until she came on the challenge that she had been eliminated from a reality show. That's right. Yes. She's made it through both seasons of Survivor right to the final tribal council. Yeah. And give her credit. First two seasons, making it about midway, both seasons, you know, maybe a little bit further in in Ride or Dies. But, you know, it's if she super impressive, she was a little bit for lack of a better term fidgety when it came to our social game and ride or dies. And I think that really hurt her. If they would have played a more just solid, don't give a shit what other people think of my game. I think they would have done a lot better. If their second time winning and being in charge of who goes in was what they did the first time. Different story. Exactly. They played it kind of safe the first time because they were testing the waters. And then when they went to the second time that they won, it then looked like they were flip-flopping rather than the fact that the first time they played it safe, the second time they did what they wanted to do. And then by then the, like their room was decimated because their Alliance was sort of the people that were in the room, which I think was Johnny Middlebrooks turbo and want to say like Chauncey, but turbo got ousted. Johnny got ousted. It it was just a a sinking ship. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and that's what it comes down to in the challenge. And I know this is kind of what the challenge is known for is rookies go home. So it's a weird fucking ship to plant that flag on when you don't have enough numbers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in Spies Lies is like the only one where the rookies had really had the numbers and they could have done something and they they didn't didn't figure it out till too late. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a shame. It's hard to like, as a fan of a lot of the feeder shows first, it's very hard to even, this sounds mean, but I will come back around, but it seems it's hard to care when somebody's on as a rookie the first time, because we've seen it enough to know for the most part, they're just going to get decimated until it's just the vets left. And then the vets are going to play their game. Right. So, it's not until somebody gets a callback for another season that you can actually start to get invested in them as a player. Exactly. So no. And, and I agree. It's, it's like the joke I make at work about like those guys that have been at one job for like 30 years and new people come in. They're like, dude, he never talks to me. He hates me. And it's like, no, dude, you have to be here like six months before he'll even acknowledge you exist. Yeah. <laughs> like you just have to, you know, you have to make your, you have to go through the Put trials. Put time in. Yeah. You have to know that you're staying. Yeah. yeah. They don't want to waste a fucking little bit of attention they do have left. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's one of those scenes and, and why I love the challenge is because we get these returning house guests. So we get a bond to them and we know the history of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get that some with survivor, but it's also the double edged sword of that. You don't get these new relationships every season. Like you do with big brother and different dynamics and seeing how it all plays out mm-hmm. because it's so stuffed in. I think what they did with this season is smart by putting them in a team. Yeah. Because yeah. in the team format, it's not like the three fucking vets can outweigh everybody else's opinion. Yeah. So that's going to make it really interesting. And talking about the vets, we've got two people left, two guys, and I'm saving the one I'm most excited to see back for last. Mm -hmm. But the next guy up is Wes. And of course, 
I don't really need to say too much about West, but I'm going to anyway. 16 seasons, uh, 28 daily wins, 15 and 10 in eliminations, and three wins. Um, and through all different eras, too. Yeah. So he's shown he can win any type of variation of the challenge. Reason he's on a Mount Rushmore, some people's goat. It's a beast. Like, there's wh- yeah. what else? What else is there really to say about Wes? He's a beast. I mean, he makes dumbass decisions sometimes, <clears throat> like his one on Worlds, you know, which was a shame because I think that him and Zara could have done really well. Hell yeah. But even then, you know, even with making that dumbass decision, it was still like it was entertaining, it was fun to watch. And you know, we got an, an elimination, you know, out of Wes. And so I love to see Wes on, whether he wins, whether he loses, he's making good decisions. He's making shitty decisions. No matter what it is, Wes is just always fun to watch. And so I'm, I'm excited to see him on there. Yeah. He's definitely musty TV. Yeah. And plus it's, it's a bunch of new people. So he gets to run his game and I'm excited for that. <laughs> Unless he pulls a total madness. Jay was stoked because he saw Wes and he's just like, sweet. Yeah. Wes likes to play with rookies. And then he decided that time to just not play with the bananas. Yeah. Well, thankfully, <laughs> I don't think they are this season. Him and bananas are on opposite teams. So yeah. that's a plus. Yeah. And here's the thing with Wes, just very much like Devin and quite a few other castmates, you know, there's going to be some humor and you are going oh, yeah. to laugh because of him, oh, because yeah. he knows yeah. how to do it. And you know that he's going to help the show because we've heard multiple times because of his, you know, tenure, he knows when something's about to happen in the house before it happens and yeah. he tells production, go catch this. You're going to, you're not going to want to miss this. Yeah. And that's uh, an important thing to have in these seasons with rookies. So they observe it and they know how to kind of follow it. Banana says some shit that doesn't apply and we call him an asshole for it, but it is true. Like, this is a different type of game than what a lot of big brother players and survivor players know about, because this is a situation where castmates, if they're really good at this game can help production capture the most out of the season in certain situations. And so for that reason, I'm excited of course, for Wes to be back. And of course, many more reasons. Hell yeah. Look, this next guy, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Mm -hmm. It's fucking Pauly, bro. (laughs) And without Kara, So we've gotten what we asked for, which is let's bring them back, but on separate seasons and see how they do. And you know, with Paulie, you're, you're going to get in entertainment. Yeah. Like there's no (laughs) other way of fucking putting it. There's going to be fireworks. Yeah. yeah. One way or the other. So with Paulie, he's done three seasons, which is blew my mind. He's got 20 daily wins in three seasons. Yeah. Um, That's insane. And I forgot how much they dominate in war of the worlds too. And fucking war of the worlds one him and ninja did so good and then of course he's three and three eliminations he's got two final appearances how are you guys feeling about paulie you excited for him to be back (laughs) you know i'm excited for paulie yeah yeah. i actually like paulie i like that any version of paulie that we've gotten has been the version of paulie that he wanted to portray on a season now that being said i don't know how much of Polly I actually know, meaning like Polly as a person. Right. Um, because every season his gameplay is different. He focuses on a different <laughs> aspect of it, which is great as a viewer. But I would like I would like to see kind of all those different pieces rolled out into like one season. If this is it, fantastic. If not, then I'll wait for the next one. But right. I'm actually even more so looking forward to seeing Polly play 
because I watched the traders with mm-hmm. his brother and I don't, because I don't watch big brother, my only exposure to either of them was just Polly on the challenge. So seeing how Cody played a game that was pretty much all social and strategy is very, I'm very interested to see Polly play knowing that I'll be looking at him differently. Nice. Look, I'm going to be honest based on what we saw in big brother from Cody's two seasons as good as Polly or better, depending on, on it's the kind of like t- situation, on the season yeah. situation. And it's almost tomato, tomato, who they're partnered with, what the alliance yeah. is like, but super competitive. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. And if Polly can put it all together, he is a really dangerous player to have yes. in the house. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Cause he can dominate a season and make it to the final. And if he can, if he can finish that final out, you know, there's, there's not a lot of people that might be able to stop him if he's yeah. ready for it. Couldn't have said it better. Also, it'd be kind of nice if Polly came back and then beat bananas. I would not be <laughs> mad about that. That'd honestly. be awesome. <laughs> Look like so. And this leads me into how I want us to kind of close out this show is we've we've talked about all the cast members on there. Now let's take a look because it's set up just like Cutthroat. Three teams of eight, four women, four men. Um, I think Cutthroat had a, little, a few more members on each team, if I'm remembering. Or I thought that it was like six each, but uh, I might yeah. be off. Who, know, who might knows? Be, yeah. Anyway, so let's start with this. I guess it's kind of like an olive green. What would yeah, you call that? I agree. It's green. Yeah. So the olive green team on the USA. <laughs> and for the women, it's Amanda, Amira, Desi, and Michaela. And then for the men, it's Monty, Lewis. Tyler and Wes. Mm. So strong fucking team yeah. looking right at Desi and Michaela standing right next to each other. Yeah. And then you yeah. got Wes and Tyler on there. Yeah. And then Monty and, Monty and, and Lewis. Lewis. Like, like, yeah, that's a fucking like look, six team. out of eight are really strong players physically. Yeah. And pretty good on puzzles as well and math and all that stuff. And then, you know, Amanda's going to create fireworks. So we'll see how that works on that team dynamic. Um, I legitimately thought that Tyler was Hunter when I looked at the cast. Yeah. And I was like, how did I miss that in the cast breakdown? And then I got closer. I was like, oh, no, that's not Hunter. But he legitimately looks like Hunter when he's like in the back row there. Oh, my God. Why would they do that to us? Why? I'm looking at the blue team and they put both Alyssa's on the same team. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> so anyways, we got both Alyssa's, Alyssa L, Alyssa S. Uh, we got Cassidy and then uh, Tori for the women on the blue team. Mm-hmm. And then for the men, we've got Corey, Seabass, Chris Jesus. Underwood and fucking Fessy. Like that's wow. a fucking Ooh. stack team on the men's side. Yeah. And the women's side, I mean like I don't know about Alyssa S and Cassidy. I Cassie wasn't like a slouch in any of the competitions on Survivor no. from what I remember, but And she won like she won individual immunity whenever she needed to, no matter what it was. Yeah. She did seem to have really good endurance as far as enduring yeah. pain. Yeah. Um and then Alyssa Lopez is like, I like to think of her like Mighty Mouse. Like she yeah. fucking packs a punch. That's a nice one. Yeah. I like yeah. That. You know I what like I mean? That. Yeah. And then on the men's side, fuck Corey Wharton by himself is a beast. You know, no matter how you feel about Fessy physically beast. Yeah. And then Chris looks like a fucking beast. And yeah. from what you said about him on Survivor sounds absolutely like one. Yep. And then fucking Seabass and they're yeah. giving us the Kicking gangster ass. pose. Like what? I love that. <laughs> yeah. Now, 
I'm gonna be honest, guys. This red team, though. <laughs> this fucking red this team. This is though. where the fireworks. Like are they be. are stacked as far as winners go. Yeah. But this dynamic is oh my god. All right. So starting with the women, There's big personalities. Yeah. Yeah. So with the women, we've got Michelle Fitzgerald, Chanel Howell, John A, and Tiffany Mitchell. <laughs> like. Oh, wow. That's going to be And you're like, there's no way you can top that. And then you look at the men and there's Dusty and you're like, all right, cool, Dusty. And then it's Bananas, Josh, Pauly. (laughs) 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 This team, though, I don't want anyone to get eliminated from them. (laughs) I just want to watch them all season long. But I I actually really like that it's even. Four yeah. guys, four girls, each team. Like, there's none of this weird shit that sometimes they do, and they're just like, guess you'll have to figure it out. But good they mix. Actually, yeah, like, it's a good mix. There's no slouch team. No. Like, every team every team is stacked. Yeah, all the teams are really good teams. I'm, I'm really excited for this season. All right, so looking at this team, uh, at these teams, what team do you guys like? Which one are you guys, Ooh. are you going to, are you willing to call a preseason who you're going to root for starting episode one. And then obviously we'll make adjustments as we go. I mean, like I'm not even asking for who you think is going to win. I'm just who you're going to, who you like. They split all my survivors up. I know. (laughs) Well, I know. I'm rooting for TJ. (laughs) (laughs) Remember the Titans. He makes, he makes it to the final every every season. Never been eliminated. eliminated. Nope. Always crosses the finish line first. So, That's 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 fair. Um, it's thirty eight. Um, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, man. What? The, yeah, that's fucked up. It's right? so fucked because I want to go with the olive green team, but I fucking hate Amanda. But the olive green. Why well, if we put the clown face picture over? Her. That would be amazing. We can do it. Yeah, we can do See, it. See, like if you look at the cast photo, you're immediately gonna be like, well, shit. There's a team with both Michaela and Desi. Yeah, yeah, like that's yeah, and it's got Tyler on it. What? But like, then you look uh, and you're like, but Corey and Chris and Fessy and like, and Tori and team that's too. that's stacked. and then we all know that Dusty's a badass, and then the rest of his team is equally stacked. Yeah, so like, there's one person that I'm either not super big fan of or just don't know on each team. Exactly. But then it makes it else, hard. I'm like, I want them to do well. Like if we can just have three, like two eliminations and then everybody else runs the final, I'm fine with that. Pretty much. What are you saying, Josh? I'm going to go with my Homer pick. I'm going to go with Wes's team. I like it. The olive green team. I mean, dude, they're so stacked. Wes, Tyler, Desi, Michaela, Monty, Lewis, Amanda, and Amira at the tail end. God, that's a stacked team. I'm going, I'm going to go green. Um, really olive green yeah it's it's got my two overall it's got both of my overall winner picks for the season on it so i i I have to go you're going that early huh i'm just saying god i'm really torn because i am so excited for the red team on so many different levels just (laughs) the dynamics of this one the only thing they could have crazy if they would have switched john a and amanda and amanda Oh my <laughs> God. It would have been amazing. The green and the blue team would just have to wait slightly in front so that when the red team imploded, 
that they would get a head start because they'd be propelled forward. Mm. Tell me you don't like seeing videos of like huge explosions. Like right. I get stuck on that shit all the time. Like I'm going yeah. to watch that implosion and enjoy it oh, so yeah. much. Oh yeah. I don't know. That's just, it's, it's that moment where fucking Vern Troyer was peeing off his fucking moto to go on surreal life. Like that's what reality <laughs> TV is based on to a degree. But with that being said, yeah, fuck. I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say the blue team. It's got, I, oh. I got Corey on there. I like Corey. It's got Alyssa Lopez. That's fair. You know, Tony sold me on, on Underwood being a beast. We're doing the Fessy graphic and Tori's my girl. So Seabass has a cool nickname and dude, his pose. He's the only one given the gangster pose in this whole fucking thing. Yeah. So that's that's my pick. I'm going blue. Plus, team. if we want to go deep on it, he's got three fingers down. And if you turn the photo upside down, that's a W, which means they're going to win. Or West Side, which I yeah. live on the West Side of America. So I'm <laughs> or good with he's that. just like, hey, Wes, what's up? Yeah, exactly. Connection. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. He's I like saying it. that there's an alliance between the blue and the green team. <laughs> all right. Not- so we've got olive, olive. I'm going blue. Are you sticking with Who TJ you- or are you making another choice? Who you got, Tony? I don't what know team? yet. I mean, because I like the red team, too, because I love John A. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love See, the- <laughs> Chanel. I even like Michaela. I love Polly and Josh. They're like super entertaining to watch. Dusty's the fucking shit. Fuck, man. Like. This is a season where I really I'm going to be rooting for everyone. Yeah. And no one. And yeah, like (laughs) I don't want anyone to go home. I'm going to have to decide elimination to elimination who I'm rooting for. Because like I said, there's like I I don't know the other Alyssa, but I have seen everybody else on her team play. And then I'm not a massive Amanda fan and I'm not a massive bananas fan. So like there's one person on each team where I either know absolutely nothing about them or I'm just not really high on their supply, but I love everyone else. Yeah, it's it's a good cast. I'm excited for this, All to right. be honest. All right, so let's go winner's picks. Josh, let's let's just keep it simple. I don't know how the final is going to work. I'm just going to say there's going to be one man and one woman. Yeah, that just win. pick one man, one woman. It could be cutthroat where four people win. Who fucking knows? Well, but, we'll we can adjust as we go yeah. through the season like we always do. But Josh, one man, one woman. Who are you picking? Damn you. You want me to come back to you? Yeah. Karina, who you got? Oh, um, you said, you know, who you, your winners were. I do. So um, for my mail, I'm I'm going Tyler Crispin. I've been Ooh. rocking with him for a long time. I've been wanting him on the show and I'm going to rock with him this season. So I'm picking Tyler Crispin for the men. And then for the women pick, um, this one was really fucking hard on me. But I'm going with Desi just because I want to see her get redemption from that bullshit USA one final. And I'm, I like that. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that production doesn't pull some janky shit in the final. So I, I'm going Tyler and Desi. I like that. I really do like Boom. that. <laughs> do you got a do you got a, a winner's prediction, Tony? Yep. Despite the fact that I can't pick a team, um, I am I can't not go with Dusty because I've been saying that Dusty should be on the show since I watched the first episode of Is Amazing Race season, and then Desi. As much as I want to go Michaela, I same thing. I want that redemption for Desi. Uh, we've done an interview with Desi, so I'm I've even more connected to wanting her to win. Yeah. And she's like 
she's a badass and like she's awesome and she's yes. a super cool lady and she's a tank she's just such a good person i'm like exactly. she just she, she like she would be one of those like if she wanted to be like hell yeah you deserve that money you know what i mean like so i just yeah i i love desi all of the things that we could say about desi and i went with she's a super cool lady it's 3 30 <laughs> in the morning i'm tired yeah, yeah. desi's a badass exactly. yeah. dusty so you're going with the double D's, uh, Josh, yeah. who you got? Dude, I'm going back and forth between Desi and Michelle, but since you guys are all going with Desi, I'm going to go with Michelle. Oh, nice. I like okay. It. I want to see what she can do and sticking with Wes. I always root for Wes when he's here. Oh, yeah. I got to run with it. I like it. I'm looking at this of like, if all these guys are in a final from what I know, who do I think is going to win? And like, I'm seeing... Like, I could see Wes winning. I could see Bananas, like, all of that, right? But, like, I feel like Corey. Ooh, I like that, I like that, Corey actually. for it. If it wasn't for Dusty being on it, I would have been going Corey. Yeah, yeah, I just like Corey Wharton. And, like, that's part of the reason I'm going blue team, because, like, I feel like Corey could win this. Yeah. I feel I like, like this season's kind of set up for him to win. Not, like, set up, but you know what yeah. I mean. Like, he has a good chance. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, women, like... I would love to say John A, but like this competition's steep. Like look yeah. at some of these women. Like if you take my other top two out of here, she's got a lot better chance. But God, and Chanel, I feel like Chanel's going to be really good. I do too. I feel like she's going to do well. I look at it this way. Like if you take this cast and toss them in a flagship, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, dude? Fuck it. Like honestly, if I really put any of these women against this girl, I don't. Other than one, there's one or two I see that could really give her a hard time, but I would still favor her just based on experience, even at, no, there's bias behind this, but I'm, I'm going Corey Wharton and Tori Deal. You just wanted them because they rhyme. Tori and Corey. Corey, and Corey. It's easy to, a TNC fucking connection. <laughs> the connection. That's what I'm calling them. The the all season. Tori and Corey, the connection. I just, look, they're experienced. Yeah. They're in their prime. physically prime you know what i mean and they're both beasts they both have their weaknesses don't get me wrong but so does everyone puzzles being the main one for both of them so that's probably not smart on my behalf but there you go (laughs) they might have worked on them you don't know you never know know. i'm sure they do work on them but i'm just uh, yeah i don't have any other reasoning behind that it's late like Tony said fuck so i have a proposal and feel free to shoot it down yeah we should do a draft this season but no fancy dancy stuff we just pick our teams and then as those teams get those people get eliminated they get eliminated it's not point based it's just like whoever it. whoever wins at the end gets bragging rights like we don't have to do points or anything like that i think that this is a perfect season to just do a draft do our picks like we normally do but just have it be those are our teams and if somebody from our team wins, we win. So what? There's 24. So one person's going to be a person short, but we can yeah. make it work. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. Um, I can do artwork for that. I've been slacking. Sure. I haven't been doing a lot left. So all right, you guys are hearing it now. We just did on the fly. We're going to fucking do a draft. That's what happens oh. on the Challenge <laughs> Fandom Podcast. Just Bam. boom. Um, so if you guys are excited and you want to know how we're going to do, obviously you just heard it. It's going to be based on eliminations, and we'll post the fucking artwork of the draft once we have it if you guys want us to go live fucking mention it down in the episode here on like spotify if it's on apple follow us on ig and let Mm -hmm. us know and we'll really 
kind of get into this and yeah, all that. Yeah. Anyways, look, it's, I feel like we're getting ready to get into mid season form. Like we're <laughs> yeah. after next Friday, like yeah. we're going to be we really hit. chugging along like a little choo choo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Little. So I'm excited about this season. I am too. I'm stoked, honestly. Yeah. And honestly, sitting here talking about the cast and stuff. And, you know, remembering like a lot of the cool shit that they've done on previous seasons or previous shows has like gotten me more hype for it. So um, I'm I'm really looking forward to this season. It, it better fucking deliver. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> looking at the fucking picture of the teams. Yeah. Like, that's what's getting me hyped. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, fuck this red team, the blue team. Oh, the fucking yeah. olive green team. That makes no sense. It should be the the white shirts. Yeah. For USA, we're red, white and blue. Why are we doing red, white or red, blue and olive green shirts? They that's probably so got stupid. a deal on it. Olive Garden. When you're here, your family. Yeah, <laughs> that or they fucking got a deal on Amazon that yeah. they can turn down. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm stoked. I'm yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. When I saw when we were we were talking the teams and like I brought up that photo because before we were just like we were talking names and like obviously we know everybody and from the different shows everything like that. When you see them all together with DJ in their teams. Yeah. Fuck, man. Like, it's going to be a good season. It's like, oh, shit. Here we go. It's real. And Let's go. <laughs> look, a um, little bit of a spoiler for you guys. So if you don't want to listen, sorry. But what it looks like with the way the eliminations are going to work, oh, they're going to put names in a raffle. So, dude, this is going to be gonna fucking be a exciting. There's going to be a lot of voting and there's going to be a raffle machine. Like, there's going to be all kinds of crazy shit. I'm excited. It's going to be weird. Dude, let's fucking yeah. go. Man, I look at it this way. It's a lot harder for people to like just throw in the same person again and again and again. Like, yes, you can put in five or six votes, but that doesn't mean that they're going to get picked. Yeah. So it adds that level of difficulty. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. And then we know TJ is going to throw a fucking twist in here somewhere. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. it's going to be a, I, I'm excited. The fact it's on CBS means a lot for the challenge. I hope this does really fucking well. At least we know they won't stalemate. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. TJ hates that. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I have no more left. What do you guys, you guys want me to close this out? Get us ready yeah. for fucking Challenge yeah. USA 2 premiering August 10th. Let's go. Let's fucking Boom. go. Make sure you stay tuned. We're going to have the recap of their very first episode. We're going to try to have it out to you guys uh, coming up on like Saturday or Sunday. Before the second episode airs. Before the second episode airs. And then, you just, know. Just keep tuning in keep and tuning watching. In. A, follow us on IG and we will keep you guys updated with wh- what episode recaps are coming out on what day. <laughs> Bingo. Thank you. Hive mind. Yeah. Right there. Said. I feel like there was moments where we all hive mind tonight together and that was glorious and I enjoyed it (laughs) immensely. (laughs) Guys, for myself, Rick Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, Tony Stats and Info Lance, and of course, Josh motherfucking Chambers. (laughs) We want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate you taking some time and spending it with us. We know your time is valuable, but if you have a couple extra seconds, Give us a five-star rating. If you don't like us, like I said, go to TripAdvisor, Yelp, <laughs> you know, the BBB, yeah. anywhere like that. Anywhere go, like that. Those are for the negative reviews, for the positive reviews, Apple, iTunes, Spotify. We really appreciate it. And then uh, if you really want to be a G, send us some love on IG. Come follow us at Challenge Fandom. Challenge Fandom Pod, yeah. Pod. 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 
Bod. Pod. Guys, good night. I'm starting to rhyme. I love y'all. Bye. Later. See ya. Bye.